as we come to possibly the last sermon on Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20, I want to label the message Vigilant Warfare Praying. And I want to take a few moments just to explain why that title and the significance of it. There are two main ideas expressed in verse 18, the verse that we will look at, and it's captured by the word pray and also the phrase be on the alert. Pray and be on the alert. That's the essence of what Paul is trying to communicate to his readers. Praying and being on the alert. So I could have very easily labeled this message vigilant praying or vigilant prayer. But if I were to do that, then I would be missing out uh, on something very significant in this passage. Because this passage is more than just on praying and just more than simply being on the alert. Uh, This passage has a context. And if I were just to focus in on vigilant praying, it would just be true to, so to speak, what is said in verses 10 through 17. But verse 18 is significant because it lets us know that this vigilant praying is to be done in the context of warfare. That's what verses 10 through 17 has pointed out to us, that there is a war going on and that God wants us to stand firm in that war. And if we're going to stand firm, then we must put on each piece of the armor of God. But Paul doesn't stop there. Paul goes on to talk about being on the alert, to talk about prayer. And so we need to understand that this is warfare praying that he is expressing. And even more than that, uh, this is warfare praying that manifests itself in being vigilant, in being alert, in being awake. And so it's crucial that we understand that Paul is talking about vigilant warfare praying. In verses 10 through 13, Paul emphasized the fact that we are in a war. And if we're going to stand in the midst of the spiritual war that we are in, then we must put on the full armor of God. And so piece by piece, Paul has told us what the armor of God is on, uh, is, and that we are to put it on. But we need to realize that it's not sufficient, it's not enough when it comes to spiritual warfare to simply have on the full armor of God. If there was no verse 18, we could come away with that conclusion that all we need as Christians, when it comes to the spiritual battle, the spiritual war that we're in, all we need is to put on this full armor of God. But verse 18 lets us know that you can put on the full armor of God and fail. 
You can put on the full armor of God and stumble and slip and slide. Not only do you need the full armor of God in this spiritual battle and war that we're in, but we need vigilant warfare praying. We cannot act as if there is no verse 18. We cannot act as if verses 18 and following aren't in our Bibles. When we think that our armor is all that we need, and it is sufficient, it's provided by God, but God lets us know in his word there's something else that we need. And it's not another weapon. It's not another piece of armory. We need warfare praying. We need vigilant warfare praying. And so if you put on truth and righteousness and peace and salvation and you take the word of God, if you do all of those things, but you don't pray, and you're not warring in prayer, you're not going to be able to stand firm. It's just not going to happen. Paul adds verse 18 to let us know that our lives have to be saturated with vigilant warfare praying. And if we fail to do that, we'll be a casualty of the spiritual war that we are in. And so that's why I've taken the time to choose each of these words. Yes, there's an emphasis on being vigilant. There's an emphasis on praying. But we must keep in mind that we're in a war. Paul is not just talking about prayer in general. He's taking the subject of prayer and applying it to the fact that we're in a spiritual war. So, so we don't want to take verse 18 out of his context and just talk about this is what prayer should be like and this is what prayer should do and, and how it works in the life of the believer. No, this is what prayer looks like in the life of the Christian soldier, in the life of the believer who is on the battlefield, whether they realize it or not, for their Lord. And so I want us to see and inspect six qualities of this vigilant warfare praying. And when we look at the first three qualities, they'll be related to that word pray that's found in verse 18. And then the next three qualities will be related to that phrase, be on the alert. So the first quality of vigilant warfare praying is that it is balanced. It is assorted, diverse, and well-rounded. This kind of praying that Paul is talking about is not restricted to one kind of prayer. The Christian soldier is to be praying through means of all prayer and petition. So prayer is Paul's general word for prayer. Uh, of speaking to God, talking to God, communicating with God. Uh, It's the idea of devotion to God that manifests itself in us opening our mouths and talking to God. 
When the Bible wants to speak of prayer in general, this is the term that is used. But Paul also speaks about petition, and that's a form of prayer. It's getting more particular. It refers to requests. It refers to a plea. It refers to coming to God and asking for something. And Paul is saying that we need not only to pray in general, but in particular. And then he adds the word all, all prayer and petition. And that lets us know that it's all kinds of prayers that he has in mind. That the Christian soldier on the battlefield is to be open to all kinds of prayers in talking to their commander, the Lord Jesus Christ. You do know, you do know that there are different types of prayers that you and I can pray. You do know that. Uh, We don't always have to say Jesus wept. Uh, We don't have to always say, God bless my food. There there are a variety of prayers that we can pray. There's praise and adoration. There's confession. There's thanksgiving. There's supplication. There's intercession. Read your Bibles. And you find examples of those type of prayers over and over again. And that's why it's crucial that when we talk about praying, this warfare praying, that we maybe use the guideline provided by that acronym ACTS, A-C-T-S. It it helps us to realize that in my praying, I need to be adoring God. That in my praying, the C stands for confessing sin to God. In my praying, T stands for thanking God. In my praying, the S stands for supplication and making requests to God. The the Christian soldier, as he's waging spiritual warfare, is going to have to rely upon all kinds of prayer and petitions. There might be times that he's on the battlefield and he's thinking about the goodness of his God. And so what does he do? He adores God. He breaks out and prays to God for his attributes and for his being. There could be times on the battlefield where he has to admit to God that he has sinned, that he has to confess sin, that he has done what God has told him not to do. Confession. Uh, There are times where he just breaks out in thanksgiving. Thank you, God, just for being good. Thank you, God, for just being who you are. The the Christian soldier, as he's going through all of the things in life, the warfare, he breaks out to say, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then he, sometimes he's going to break out in supplication, petition. Lord, I need your help. Lord, I can't make it. Lord, this temptation is too strong. Lord, I keep falling. I keep failing you. Undergird me. Strengthen me. Help me, Lord. The Christian soldier, his praying is balanced. It's well-rounded. The second quality of vigilant warfare praying is that it is steady. It's steady. 
That is, it's constant and it's consistent. Uh, You can even say that it's unceasing and incessant. You can uh, say that this praying is not sporadic. It's not erratic. It's not just going all over the place. But it's steady, continual praying. It's the praying that Paul says takes place at all times. At all times. Every time. Every occasion. Every situation is prayer time. You heard this Miller time was prayer time for Christians. Every time. Every situation is prayer time. Our Bible reminds us of that. Jesus said in Luke chapter 18, verse 1, he gave a parable that what? Men ought always to pray. Always. And then when you look at the early church in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, they devoted themselves to prayer. This new church, these new believers got saved. And as they fellowship with one another and continued with each other, what did they do? They devoted themselves to prayer. And who can forget Paul's words that he writes to the Thessalonians in 1 Thessalonians 5.17? Pray without ceasing. The theme of scripture is that our praying is not sporadic. It's not once in a blue moon. It's not just on a particular day. It is to be continual. It is to be steady. And I do hope you know that any time, any time is prayer time. Doesn't matter if it's before dawn or before morning or morning or afternoon or evening or morning and evening or all night and day. Any time is prayer time. That's not my teaching. That is the teaching of Scripture. You find people at various times of the day praying and crying out to God. And so we realize that this praying that is steady can be at any time. And in any situation, there's no situation in life that can happen where it's not appropriate to pray. Paul says, don't worry about anything in Philippians 4, 6, but he says, in everything. And everything means everything. You don't need a sermon on that. Everything means just that. Every situation that you can think of, you don't have to worry, you can pray in everything. That you can let your requests be made known to God. Your heart broken because of a loss of a loved one, you can pray. Just got fired from your job, you can pray. Got a bad marriage going on, you can pray. Every situation, every circumstance is prayer time. Praying is to be steady. And we realize that we can't do that literally. We can't pray at all times. In all circumstances, that's just not possible. But the Christian soldier is in a posture and has an attitude 
That whatever he sees or she sees at that moment, they can make a request to God. They can lift their voice to God. When they're on the battlefield and the evil day shows up, when the flaming missiles are are shot by Satan and his demonic beings, Paul says, pray at all times. The Christian soldier is in a battle and realize that it's always appropriate to pray. The third quality of vigilant warfare praying is that it is spiritual, spirit influence, spirit influence. That is, it's prayer that falls into the realm and the sphere of the spirit. And what I mean by that, when you look at verse 17, Paul talks about the sword of the spirit. Remember, that was the last piece of armor, the sword of the spirit. And now he says in verse 18, he speaks of the prayer of the spirit. And not that the Spirit himself is praying, but that the Spirit is working in the life of the believer, praying the prayers that the Spirit of God wants us to pray. And so just like we need the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, we need the prayers of the Spirit as we're on the battlefield for our Lord. Praying in the Spirit. It's not praying in the human spirit as if it's an act of devotion, an act of sincerity. That's not what Paul is emphasizing. That's not what he's stressing. He's not talking about prayers that come from the heart, prayers that come from a life that is void of hypocrisy. That's not what he's talking about. And neither is Paul talking about praying emotionally. Before others, sometimes we pray emotionally. We get loud, or we get low, or we, et cetera. But Paul is not saying pray emotionally. And he's definitely not saying pray in tongues. What he's saying is that our prayers are to be prompted by the Spirit of God, the third person of the Trinity. He's saying that our prayers are to be directed and motivated and led so that we're praying according to God's will and particularly God's word. If you want to know if your prayers are adequate, if you're praying in the spirit, ask yourself, am I praying according to the word of God? The the things that I'm asking for, the things that I want God to do, what I want him to accomplish in the lives of others, can't I justify that from the word of God? One of the best things we can do is pray scripture. Take scripture and cry out to God, and, and particularly when it comes to spiritual warfare. Paul says pray in the Holy Spirit. If you take the words of Jude 20, Jude calls it just that, praying in the Holy Spirit. Paul simply says, pray in the Spirit. 
And so the Spirit of God is the one who's empowering our prayers. He's enabling our prayers. He's guiding our prayer. And, and praise God that there are certain times when we're on the battlefield for our Lord that we don't know what to pray, but we have the promise that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. I'm so glad that is the case because sometimes I don't know what to utter. Sometimes I don't know what to say. Sometimes I don't know what scripture is telling me to call out. But God says that the spirit of God in Romans 8 verses 26 and 27 makes intercession for us. I'm so glad that that is true. So Paul, what has he been doing? He's been emphasizing the praying side of vigilant warfare praying. He's been pointing out things related to that word pray. And he says pray, well-rounded prayers, be steady in your prayers, make sure your prayers are being influenced by the Holy Spirit. But now when we come to our final three requests, Paul doesn't focus in on the word pray, but now he focuses on the word be on the alert. And just like there were three qualities related to the word pray, there's three qualities related to that phrase be on the alert. And so the fourth quality of vigilant warfare praying is that it is focused. It's purposeful. It zeroes in on the bull's eye of what Paul says in the middle of that verse when he says, with this in view. With this in view, be on the alert. With what in view, Paul? Be on the alert with the idea that we are to be steadily praying led by the Spirit of God and are well-rounded in our prayers. It's everything that he said in these first three qualities of prayer. Praying that is balanced. Praying that is steady. Praying that is Spirit-influenced. Paul says, keep that in mind. When he talks about vigilance, He's saying, stay awake on the battlefield. When he talks about vigilance, he's saying, be awoke, so to speak. Have your eyes wide open. Don't fall into the trap of falling asleep when you're on the battlefield of your Lord. And so Paul says, be vigilant, be watching, stay awake. The, the person who's involved in spiritual warfare must not sleep, but stay awake. And, and one of the reasons why we stay awake is not just so we can see what's going on. We stay awake with this in view, that we might pray. That we might pray. That we might pray. You see, as Christians, sometimes we're good at being vigilant and being alert to what's going on. We can tell you what's going on in every person's life. 
so-and-so is doing this. So-and-so's marriage is this. We're visioning, we're looking, and we communicated. So-and-so wasn't at church. So-and-so hasn't been around a month. And we're visually, we're alert to that. But Paul says we're to be vigilant and alert, not to make observations. We're, we're to be vigilant and alert. Why? To pray. Balanced prayers. Steady prayers. Spirit-influenced prayers. When, we, when these things that we see, when they come to our attention, what should we do? We should call out to God in prayer. We should recognize spiritual warfare is going on. That many times somebody is not coming to church because there's warfare going on. And we need to be alert to what's going on and crying out to God. Focused prayers. We're not just staying awake, being alert so that we can see and observe everything. We're being alert and staying awake so that we can pray. Your your observation about your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ ought to lead you to prayer. Not to complaining, not to criticizing, not to talking down about that person, but praying. That's why we are to be alert and have our eyes wide open. We want to be alert so that we can pray, so that we can cry out to God. One of my former professors, the late Dr. James Roscoe, talks about individuals, these American trail riders, who had the responsibility of keeping their eye on cattle. And sometimes they would get tired and their eyes would be prone to close and shut down. And Dr. Roscoff talks about how these individuals took their responsibility seriously. And so when they were in danger of becoming drowsy and sleepy, they would take tobacco juice and put it in their eyes. And it would sting their eyes, but their eyes would stay awake. Some of you might need some tobacco juice. (laughs) But we definitely need tobacco juice in our spiritual walk with God. We need to do whatever we can so that we are alert, so that our eyes are open, so that we can see What's going on in the spiritual battle that we're in? And seeing is not enough. As I said, we see with the purpose, with the goal of praying. So vigilant prayer is focused. But not only that, vigilant warfare praying is accompanied. And I know that might sound a little bit weird, but hopefully you'll get the point. In particular, what Paul is saying is that being on the alert is to be accompanied by two things. He points out those two things when he says, with all perseverance and petition. My vigilance, my staying awake, 
my being on the alert. Yes, it's to lead me to prayer, but also my being alert and vigilant is to be accompanied by perseverance. The the word that Paul uses is only used one time in the New Testament, but his cousin term is used several times. In fact, it's used in Colossians 4, verse 2, where Paul says, be devoted. That's the term. Persevere, persist, be devoted to prayer. And then in Acts chapter 1, verse 14, when the early church, well, the church hadn't even begun, but after the Lord Jesus Christ ascended to heaven and they were waiting for the Holy Spirit to come, the disciples, Mary, the mother of Jesus, the brothers of Jesus, it said that they were devoting themselves to prayer. Devoted, persistent. But, but Paul is not talking about being devoted to prayer here. Okay, don't miss that. He's not talking about being devoted to prayer. He's talking about being devoted to being on the alert. That's his emphasis. When it comes to being on the alert, alert, be persistent. Be committed to it. Be determined. Don't let that go at all. Make sure that you are persistent, that you have stamina and endurance when it comes to being on alert. Don't ever fall tired. Don't ever stop looking and observing so that you can pray with regards to the things that are going on. Be on the alert. Take some of that tobacco juice, spiritual tobacco juice. Put it in your eyes so that you can see what's really happening from God's point of view. Don't have your head buried in the sand when it comes to spiritual warfare, when it comes to the conflict that we're involved in with Satan and his demonic beings. Some of us are sleeping at the will. You know how that is. Been driving a long time. Even your car is smart enough to tell you, pull over. But what do we do? We're going to keep driving. Barely. And so when it comes to our spiritual alertness, God, cause me to be alert. God, make me aware. Help me to be devoted and persistent and to keep at it when it comes to this idea of being vigilant. Satan and his demonic beings, they keep at it. They keep fighting. They keep warring against us. And so the Christian soldier must always be on the alert. But Paul said that this being on the alert is also to be accompanied not just by perseverance, but by petition. And there it is again. The whole reason why we are to be on the alert is that we might pray. And Paul says the thing that is to accompany our being on the alert now is petition, particular requests that we make to God. What we see ought to be turned into God, do this, do that, God help me, etc. So, Vigilant warfare 
praying is accompanied by dogged determination to stay alert and by petitions in light of the fact of what I see. The last thing that I want you to see is that vigilant, warring prayer is intercessory. That's how Paul ends verse 18, is intercessory. He says that this is for all the saints. And if you pay close attention to verse 18, that word all is used four different times. Now the praying, the warfare praying, the alert praying is for all the saints. And what that means, my friends, is that all of us who are genuine believers, we're in a spiritual war. It's not just you who's in a spiritual war. It's not just you praying for yourself, but it's you also standing firm on the battlefield, praying for others, knowing that the very things that you're going through, they're going through also. And so you see your brother and your sister in Christ. God opens your eyes and say, God, and he shows you what needs to be cried out for and what needs to be asked for. Praying for all the saints, not praying for the ain'ts. This is not a call to pray for unbelievers. This is a call to pray for saints, not some of them, but all of them. Those who are in the Lord Jesus Christ, those who are in the spiritual battle. The, the spiritual battle is not optional. You might say, I, I didn't sign up. No, you did. They, we just didn't tell you when you got saved. You signed up, and, and you can't go to some other war. Uh, during VBS, uh, Brother Ed told us how he avoided the Vietnam War, went to Thailand. Well, you can't go to some other war. You're in this spiritual war, and you can't sit on the side. You're in it, and you need prayer. I need prayer because we're all in this spiritual battle. If you think Satan is just going after certain individuals, he wants each and every child of God. And so we need to be praying. We need to be interceding. And is it really necessary for me to talk about intercessory prayer? After I preach on intercessory prayer, looking at the life of Jesus and Paul, in the psalmist, remember we said, Jesus, teach us to pray. Paul, teach us to pray. Psalmist, teach us to pray. And one of the common characteristics was intercessory prayer, prayer for others. Do I, do I really need to expand upon this? Just in light of last week, we looked at Epaphras, a prayer warrior, not regarding himself, but regarding the Christians at Colossae. He prayed for them. He labored earnestly, always. For them, that they might stand perfect ones and assured ones in all the will of God. Intercessory prayer is a part of vigilant warfare praying. It goes hand in hand with it. So what 
a wonderful verse on vigilant warfare praying. Christian soldier, that's you if you're a believer in Jesus Christ. Saturate your life with praying that is balanced, that is steady, that is spirit influence. Make sure that characterizes your prayer life. Saturate your life with praying that is focused, that is accompanied, and that is intercessory. You can put on the full armor of God and fall flat on your face if you choose to not be involved in vigilant warfare praying. So may God, by his grace and enablement, help us to be involved and saturated with vigilant warfare praying. Let's pray together.